With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And it is Mackie and Judd with a little bit of a different look. Mackie out today. He'll he'll be back for the Wednesday pod. Declan out today. I think he's back for the Wednesday pod. I can't decide what, what his schedule is exactly. But I'm joined today by A.J. Fredrickson capably stepping into the role of executive producer and co-host of um, a, a fine edition of Who Gets It and Who Doesn't. Welcome, sir. I hope you're prepared with some people who get it, and probably more importantly, in my world, some people that don't. Yeah, I uh, I did a little scouring last night after I got your email, uh-huh. and I, f- I found a couple of each. Um, I'm excited to get into one. It kind of got thrown off the railroad tracks after I learned a little news um, after thinking of it, but it, I think it'll be a fun talk. Absolutely perfect. All right, I will. I will start with who gets it, and I am going to say that who gets it are all of these athletes um, who have dabbled in professional sports, have had potentially uh, cups of coffee before, but are now getting jobs because teams in different leagues. This is true of football for sure. This is true of the NBA. Because teams in different leagues are desperate to add players who are not positive for COVID. And I speak in particular of one who uh, spent last night tearing it up at Target Center in the Wolves' surprising win with zero starters playing against the Boston Celtics. Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe last night. 11 points, 9 boards, 6 assists. He is 31. This was his first game, AJ, in two and a half years in the NBA. He he was playing for the Washington Wizards G League team. He last played in an NBA game during the 2018-19 season. This would now be, this counts towards his 10th NBA year. We have had cups of coffee in Detroit, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Boston, Toronto, Boston again, who the Wolves obviously beat last night and Philadelphia, and now with the Wolves. This COVID is awful, and it's been terrible, and it's a terrible thing. But if you are a pro athlete hanging on and saying, should I keep, I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to make it back. I'm not, no, I'm just, I'm not going to. This has given the Greg Monroe's a, a chance of the world, AJ, to make it back. These guys get it. Because they're getting their opportunity now after years of probably saying, I should probably quit and like find a real job. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. COVID has given you a chance 
to reemerge. And in the case of Greg Monroe, 11, 9, and 6 last <laughs> night. Congratulations to you, sir. Yeah, and it's not like he didn't play a role at all. He scored, no, the, he I think well. he, had the, he had the fifth most amount of points for the Wolves last night. He had more yes. points than Jake Lehman, Chris Silva, uh, Jordan McLaughlin, and Josh Okogie. Like, he pl- factored into that win last night. And a, a win that they were incredibly shorthanded. So were the Celtics, but I would maybe say not as much. So it was a big upset at home for the Wolves, who've really been impressive. As a casual basketball observer, they've been yeah. relevant again this year, Who's and that's been very fun to turn on every once in a while and see. And Greg Monroe met Chris Finch right before the game started. I saw that. That's amazing. I mean, he he's basically, who's my head coach? Oh, it's yeah. Chris Finch. Hey, I'm Chris. Um, I, I also saw a great quote um, where Greg Monroe was asked, about the game that uh, Jalen Noel put together, which, by the way, 29 points, six boards, three yeah. assists, 35 minutes from Jalen. And Greg Monroe's like, he had a fantastic game. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> I mean, this is COVID's awful and it's had a lot of bad, but this is actually comical where you've got guys showing up right before games. I This is going to get old quick. So I'm not trying to say that that I want a a prolonged period of of this. I don't. But last night, it's amusing to have basically two key contributors to the game, not only having never met, but probably both of them completely unaware of who the other was as a person (laughs) or a player. So yeah, that's who gets it. All of you guys that have hung on. He also made the record for the. He was the 541st NBA player to participate in the season. Record breaking, the most ever. It is only December, Jug. So there's going to be more of these guys coming in. And you're exactly right. Don't you know? Don't have that extra set of birthday cake this weekend at your you know at your (laughs) sister's birth. Stay in shape. Like you're going to get these other opportunities. Don't uh, don't get out of shape just quite yet. Because before it was like, all right, this guy is out for the year. You're only having that a couple times throughout the season. Each team's going to have right. to look to a couple people, but you have people step up. Now it's, I mean, they're going to G League. They're looking at guys who have retired. Like Joe Johnson came uh, came back, and it's been yeah, it's last been, week. Yeah, he, he like what, 40, 41 years old. Joe Johnson. Yep. Just it's been a very what's what's the word parody? Like very parody filled time in the NBA where you just have a lot of. Teams who are in the same boat, same situation, they need the depth, so they're looking and scrounging for these guys who are able to compete. And these guys, like you said, they get it because they're stepping up, they're filling in, and they're factoring in like like Monroe did last night with 11 points to help these teams win. They have to play. They absolutely have to. So so coming off the bench for the Wolves last night, Nathan Knight, okay? Mm-hmm. Going into last night, and he was signed, he spent, I believe, his first season last year during the pandemic year with the Hawks. He signed as a free agent with the Wolves in the summer. Nathan Knight had played in going into the game against the Celtics, 14 games, and averaged 5.3 minutes per game. Last night, AJ, 20 points, 11 boards, 4 assists, 29 minutes, as you said. Stay in shape. And this is going to get old fast. Like mm-hmm. this, this is not going to be fun in two weeks. But last night it was actually amusing to watch these guys who, who were either couldn't get off the bench previously or couldn't get a job. They've got jobs now. And to your point, they're playing it a ton. All right, you're next. Who gets it? Who doesn't? Who doesn't get it? The Arizona Cardinals. 
the Arizona Cardinals, for some reason, and this has been held up due to positive COVID tests, want to bring in recent, uh, recently released Bashad Breland. The, according to PFF, the 112th ranked cornerback in the league this season. We've seen what he has done with the, with the Vikings, a team that at one point was Super Bowl favorites. I think that's dropped off a little bit now due to injuries to their best, uh, best wide receiver, troubles with Kyler Murray, and l- l- dropping a couple games recently. But that's your fix to bring in Bashad Breland. But that goes back to our to what what we're yep. talking about. Teams are dead. Bashad Breland is a priority available player right now. Like you're you're a thousand percent right. And I think in a normal year, teams would probably say, you know, that that guy had problems. He clearly the film is not impressive. He didn't play well. But this goes back to exactly what, what we're talking about with what the Wolves had to do last night. Bashad Breland is an available body who's played in games this season. So I don't disagree, but this is where we're at. I mean, did you see, and and I ducked in and out because it was so bad, mm-hmm. but did you see some of that Saints-Dolphins game last night? I mean, the Saints... I saw enough. Let's it's unwatched. <laughs> I will say this. The Wolves game in watching that was sort of amusing and fun, and and it wasn't well played, but it was... Entertaining enough, I guess, would, would be the, the way that I would um the way that I would describe that game. That's the Saints side of the, of the game last night was unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, Ian Book, God bless him. Um, and I know he's playing behind a backup line, but this is why Bashad Breland is going to get a job. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. He would have like watching... prime Deion Sanders last night, probably. Yeah. I mean, the say you're you are you are watching teams be, because those rosters are so big. You can replace some guys. You can't replace a ton of guys, and they're trying. Um, that was absolutely a game. That how can I put this? That game shouldn't have been played. Like that game should have been delayed, or or like that that game is currently constituted with what the Saints did not have should not have been played. But the National Football League has made it very clear in 2021, AJ, they don't care. They are going to push through. Yeah. They are, but that's why Bashad, Bashad Breeland, you're right. Like he would have been like, hey, can you start tonight? It's incredible. Like this thing is decimated, decimated teams and rosters for at least a specific amount of time. Let me ask, pose the question to you here then. You're going to have the people who say, because of the circumstances, you're not getting the best against the best, like the full 100% team against another full 100% team. People are going Absolutely. to want to write off whoever wins no matter what. Is there a cutoff? Is there justification to that? Or is it just everybody's on the same playing field? Whoever wins, it's just as legitimate as, say, the 2019 Super Bowl or the 2018 Super Bowl. Oh, that's a really good question because we we debated this in baseball uh, during the pandemic shortened year because, like, ba- that was, what, 60-some-odd games? Uh, 64? I think I, I forget, 15, but anyway, the, but it, the, the the point was that was not representative of a baseball season in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Like you can't play that few games. And I said the champion, it's not, it's not that you're not going to crown the, the champion, but you can't compare it to a team that played a 162 game regular season and then playoffs and won the championship. Um, I think we're going to look back on this pandemic time and, th- and this now falls into because this has been crazy uh i think we're going to look back on this pandemic time 
and remember it for being different still. So yeah, I like there's so many flaws here though um that frustrate me. And they go beyond the pandemic and the COVID problems and roster construction problems that COVID causes. Um why did we go to a 17th regular season game now? Like Yeah, how about a it, season to start it that? It doesn't well, and it doesn't take a genius to sit down with doctors and say, what are we up against here? Like, like, first of all, to be clear, I think a 17th game is ridiculous. I think oh, yeah. 16 was perfect. So, like, I that to me was a sweet spot. I, I would reduce NBA, NHL, and I think baseball now, regular season games. Um, football at 16, I wouldn't have. I thought that was the sweet spot. But you go to it now. And, like, it wouldn't have taken a genius to say, eh, we're still in a pandemic. Like, this might not be the year. The second thing, AJ, that frustrates me is this one. And this is why I'm discounting some things. What, beyond TV, and I know it's all greed, okay? So it, it's yep. more of a rhetorical question here. But a seventh playoff seed, really? <laughs> the, the, the NFC is going to produce garbage there. Like, they're going to literally trash in, trash out. Um, They are going to produce garbage. It's going to cause the playoff games to be worse. Not all of them, but some of them for sure. Like, you are literally, whoever you put in, uh, Minnesota, Philadelphia, New Orleans at this point, it's garbage. Yep. What are you doing? 16 games and six playoff teams per conference. Before prior, um, you had the division leader, and you're going to probably have to get the one that is and two buys. Yes, that's and now correct. you get one buy, and and like you set up, you set up a format that didn't save you from crap games, but it came closer. This encourages crap games. You're gonna going to get what you saw last encourage. night, exactly. Well, or yeah, or you're just going to get a seventh seed get destroyed, or God forbid, a seventh seed upset a team. And now a piece of crap's going to be floating through the playoff. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm not even going to say the comparison I, that just came to my brain. So, uh, but yeah, this year, like this push to get through now um, is so painful because last year by delaying games, like they did give teams a chance to get guys back. Uh, last year, last night's game does not get played. No. And so, so am I going to, am I going to think of this a little bit differently? How can I not? How can I not? Like there are unwatchable games being played with unwatchable players. Um, There's just not enough, you know, when Ian Book has to start, when Washington has to call a guy off the Patriots practice squad, who I think had a job too, um, when that's not watchable, that is. The quarterback position is, you know, one of the, if not the most important position in all of sports. And you literally just have some slappy. Ian Book shouldn't be playing. Like, it's not fair to him to be playing. So they even brought in uh, Blake Bortles, too. Yeah, here's the backup last night. (sighs) He has no idea what their playbook is. Washington brought a practice squad quarterback from the Patriots, started him. Do you know how long these guys ordinarily have to work to, like, know a team's playbook? It's not yeah not a couple hours that's for sure <laughs> all right i'm gonna give you one um that's a potential that's a potential who does not get it if it happens and i have a bad feeling it might so i'm going to jump the gun here okay the minnesota vikings and here's why so we, we saw it 
yesterday that uh, noted right guard Oliudo was placed on the COVID list. And I think that that probably means that he is out, although I've lost track exactly of who, who's out and who's not, because I think Udo is vaxxed, so this is not a slam dunk. But I think he's probably going to be out for Sunday night's game against the Packers. If the Vikings start Dakota Dozier, they don't get it. And I fear that they're going to. And I will bring up the question again. What did Wyatt Davis do? He's a third-round pick. He's not a seventh-round pick. Wyatt Davis, who we all thought, and I still contend the Vikings thought, when they drafted him, was going to be a prime candidate to start as a rookie. Uh, And you are going to have, at this point, it looks like potentially Dakota Dozier start. Because I haven't seen um, hide nor hair of Davis. I haven't seen him, I don't think, in months. I guess he's out there a couple times. But the point being is, the Minnesota Vikings, if you are starting Dakota Dozier in, again, um, a game that still holds importance, uh, this this is just, and I know it's into your depth, and I know that guys are hurt, and I understand all that, but do we really need to go down this path again? And I will ask the question, what did Wyatt Davis do to get himself this uh, this pushed off to the side where you would even consider starting Dakota Dozier over Wyatt Davis? Whose dog did he accidentally run over in the parking lot? Like, what is going on here? We've As a fan... As somebody who watches from home, mm-hmm. we've seen it enough. We've seen it enough. If this is if this was week 16, 17, you're eliminated from the playoff contention. You just got to finish. You're paying him. I get it. Start him. Use him. That's fine. Like you said, this game still matters. This is now must win. You're going into Lambeau. You need to beat the Packers. And you're going to tell me that we have to start Dakota Dozier? Just, just give Wyatt Davis a chance. Just give well, him a and- chance. And if you don't feel that you can, like if you legitimately feel, and, and I think he, I think he created his own problems by not being in great shape when the when the um, camp started last spring. But that being said, okay, um, I understand he's been be- behind, but there's a difference between being behind and being basically shoved off to the side where you are considered unplayable. And if you really are like, well, it's just it's unsalvageable for 2021 i guess my question is this you took him in the third round what were you doing what's i like if like if if he is if he is this unplayable unreliable um he was a third round pick that's you know that's a second day draft pick who everybody including you thought was going to start so if this is the case and we all know what dakota dozier can and can't do so it's not like, well, it might work out fine. No, I can guarantee you right now, if he plays on Sunday, it ain't going to work out fine. So anyway, you're next. I'm going to go and switch it up to who does get it, and that is the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild, I I never, growing up playing hockey, I never played goalie. I don't know how to analyze goalies. I don't know how to adjust. Like, I know who's good, and I know who's not. You can look at the uh-huh. very basic stats. So when they trade up, to select Jesper Wallstedt in the first round, 20th overall. I'll take the expert's words for it, saying it's a good pick, it's a good move. I would like to see more. Well, I got to see more. And last night, he had a 48-save shutout in the uh, 
preliminary rounds of the uh, World Junior Championships. A 3 nothing win for Sweden over Slovakia, but a 48-save shutout, Judd. This guy's the real deal. And when you're in the NHL, you need that primary standout goaltender. The teams that win Stanley Cups, they have it. Andre Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. he's been Tampa's bread and butter for years now. He's got the big contract, and rightfully so. It, it's looking like the Wild have that guy. I would, I still want to see more, but this is fantastic signs. He's been tearing it up in the Swedish league with Lulea, and now last night, I mean, he's on the biggest stage in junior hockey, and he he performed. He showed out. So I watched um, the, the second and third periods of th- that game because during the first period, I think the Wolves and Celtics were still on, and uh, he not only played really well, but he looks the part too. He's the new big. He takes up a ton of the net. He looks super athletic. Uh, yeah, I agree. And and um, this this is a tournament I love to watch. I love these games. I think they're fantastic. They're fun. But I think the Wild has, I want to say, five or six prospects in, in it this year up in Alberta. And this is one of the top one or two that I was excited to see. Um, this to me appears to be also the potential for a seamless transition from Talbot in the next couple of years to this kid. And I think this is, I think he's going to step in and be your number one unquestioned. And that does not mean he's going to play every game, but, but as far as your guy who you could potentially ride in the playoffs, he looks the part. And yeah, again, with Bill Guerin, you know, there's just been a lot of positives as far as drafting and keeping draft picks and moves. And like you said, trades. Uh, But I love the fact that internally now it's not like, well, I think this guy might be good. Like, right. Like I I think (laughs) Capo might be good and I like Capo fine, but you know, I think he might be good. This guy looks the part and the world juniors uh, for, for those who don't know is an enormous stage. Like, it is an enormous stage. So this is not a, well, he played well in a cute little tournament game. No, no. This is this is interesting, and it's big. And I believe their next game is, they're off uh, Tuesday today. I believe their next game is Wednesday, and they might be playing the U.S., if I'm not mistaken. And yes. if they are, Sweden is. That's a great test. So, like, we are going to get a really good read. Um, but I will say there is a chance that this guy is not far away from being here. That like, the, I don't think this looks, this looks like it could be close. That was going to be one of my questions because I never know. Sometimes you like the, the longest time I was under the impression that goaltenders, you, you don't want to rush them. You got to wait that's until true. they're like 26, 27. Then you get them from that's that too late. Yeah. That's too late. Um, no, but no. otherwise, you know, you get maybe like a Carter Hart situation where you bring him in at 21. He looks great. And yep. now he's on a not great team, but it's just, he's, he still has the skill. He's just not getting the results. I don't want them to rush it. And credit to Judd Brackett and the rest of the front office with the scouting My guy, team. Judd Brackett. There you go. Two uh, Judds in town now. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, a great move. Great great to get that guy. Um, but, like you said, he looks the part. There was a point, I believe, in the second period, kind of a weak chip on goal. He coughs up a very juicy rebound, but he recovers. And he makes a spectacular save. And like you said, he just, the mannerism. Athletic. Prior to a couple face-offs, yep. they got the ISO cam on him. But he's not just kind of like, you know, just standing around figuring out what's going on. He gets his water. He gets back in position. And he's training for the all right face-off. And 
It's probably going to go there. So I got to practice that quick movement and I'm ready for it. And lo and behold, Slovakia wins the draw right back to the point. He's ready. He makes the glove save and they're able to exit the zone. So um, I think I love it. The wild credit to them. They get it with going in the first round to get a goaltender. And I like the thought too of the, the fact that they now have a viable, probably uh, replacement for Talbot in the system mm-hmm. as opposed to this. Well, we got to go sign a guy like Cam Talbot. He'll be good enough, right? Um, I like the fact that it looks like this guy gives them the ability to develop internally and have a guy now. Uh, so, so because what we're, we're talking about three years after this year of, of salary cap hell, right? AJ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in doing that again, you promote Rossi, you get this kid, you are promoting guys who are, who are capable and, and potentially really good, but also cheap. So now you're, you're not, you know, we got to go sign a goalie. Yeah. Now we got to go sign this and sign that. The limited, and it's going to be small for about a three-year uh, period, the limited amount of cap room that you have can go towards very specific needs. If, if you do have to do that, it's not like we got to go get a goalie. Then we got to go get a defenseman. Then we got to go. So, yeah, I think that that as far as I can tell, the Wild is doing a really fantastic job of building here, which is incredibly important, especially with, with the decision, uh, the Prezi and Suter decisions are going to cause cap-wise. I got another one for you. Who gets it? And we, we talked about this um, with, uh, with Patrick on the wrap with Royce as well. Who gets it? All the teams dropping out of bowl games. All right? Because... With a college playoff now that's going to expand, and I know it creates programming, and I don't care. <laughs> the majority of these games are unnecessary exhibitions um, that that are just now unwatchable and don't need to be played. And let me give you the best thing so far. So there, there have been teams that have dropped out of bowl games in four instances, and I've not looked again this morning to see if it's now up to five or six, but that have they dropped out of bowl games and the bowl games were canceled, which I absolutely love. The Fenway Bowl, Bravo. The Arizona Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, Military Bowl, all had teams drop out, didn't look for replacements, or if they did, couldn't find them. And these bowl games were all canceled. You know, my idea if you had to cancel your bowl game because of COVID, don't bring it back. The Fenway Bowl was supposed to get off to its rip-roaring start, AJ, last year and got shut down completely like most bowl games did because of the pandemic. It hasn't been played yet. There's no reason to start it. We don't need a bowl game in Fenway Park. We don't need a bowl game in in any cute little baseball stadium. You know, there, there's the Pinstripe Bowl, Yankee st- Stadium, and that's been played for probably 10, 15 years now. We don't need that, okay? So anyway, who gets it? All of the teams that are making it very clear that because of COVID or because of injuries or just because they decided <laughs> to bail, they decided to bail, this is who get, gets it. Less bowls. We're going to have more teams because the playoff is going to expand. That's great. That's fine. Devote bowls to that. But these just random exhibition games i think that we can get rid of them and maybe you can educate me on it growing up hockey household you know didn't really get into college football as early i would say as other people going to college st cloud state not the biggest football program so much so they don't have it anymore 
You and Declan, we both re- there. We, we go. must recruit from St. Cloud State. Go, go Huskies. Um, go Huskies, yes, Declan said. <laughs> but uh, I, I get college basketball. March Madness is amazing. College football is fun. I don't understand the need for all of these bowl games. I don't. Uh, what's the appeal yeah. of watching two five hundred teams duke it out in Tucson, Arizona? What? And maybe a diehard college football fan can explain it to me. And I'm genuinely no. asking, but what is the point? What is so, it just for these kids to you play the season, you work hard and now you get a little vacation. If that's, if you want to admit that's what it is, I get it, but it, there's no entertainment value there. When I go to get a haircut and I'm at sports right. clips, they have some right. mediocre bowl game on. What's the point? Like that's all that is. That's haircut football. So you're too young, but the problem is this. Um, and the, the question's a very valid one during my youth. There, the the AP polls and coaches polls used to decide the champion. So, so like it would be, and it makes no sense. But essentially, the champion would would be crowned, and hopefully, the AP poll, which was journalists, and the coaches poll, which was coaches, would have the same champion, and they would crown mm-hmm. said champion. But there wasn't a national championship game per se there were fewer bowls but like all the bowls were fun because it's like okay first of all there were good teams second of all because it was done through a process of voting that didn't set up playoff games it allowed for okay i'm curious to see the sugar bowl now i'm curious to see this and that okay so that was then the problem is we now have a championship playoff, which is great, yeah. which they should have had long ago. We also had, because of cable and satellite and now streaming, we also ha- have had, we had bowl games added upon bowl games for programming because, you know, a- as we re- record this, in, in fact, it is almost 11 central right now. Um, they are going to kick off at 11 right now, basically. One of five bowl games today. It's for programming. <laughs> It's stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. And so so the original purpose is not served. And I'm sorry, but I think playing bowl, I think ha- having bad teams participate in bowl games for the sake of Joe football fan might watch is just a waste of time. And I get it. They sell ads. I understand that. But all of that being said, it's unnecessary. And I don't blame any kid who doesn't play in any of these meaningless games. Like, why would you? Why would you play? If, if you think that you have any chance of continuing, I'd be like, screw this. I'm not going to play in this game. It's a it's an exhibition game that's a complete waste of, of time. But you pull the original muscle ideas, and you cost yourself millions of dollars. Well, and you pull a muscle and it's a waste of your time. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, why exactly. Why'd you pull a muscle? The game meant nothing. <laughs> but, but, but the whole concept of bowls goes back to when there were fewer bowls when they meant something and when the whole bowl process was actually fun. This process isn't fun. It's torture. It's pulling teeth. So it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And that's, yeah. But the teams that are bailing the best one. So I I got a conspiracy theory here to a certain degree, AJ. I think the best one is so Hawaii was supposed to, was, was going to play in their bowl 
COVID broke out there. The Hawaii team, so the home team, was like, we can't play, sorry. But they did it very conveniently after their opponent, Memphis, was already in Hawaii. I think it was a setup. I think it's the most genius thing I've seen. Because if you're a college, okay, okay, let's say that you play for the Memphis Tiger football team, okay? okay. You don't care you're going to play in a bowl game like Hawaii, but you fly there. And then you learn. And then coach says, guys, got bad news, terrible news for us. The Memphis Tigers are going to be unable to play. But instead of being in Memphis, we're stuck in Hawaii for a few days. Are you not the happiest kid on the face of the earth? That's the best Christmas present ever. Exactly. That's better than playing the game. I think it was a setup. I don't think the game was ever going to, to be played. According to Patrick, the game was added, so it was like a fake game to begin with, which lots of bowls are fake games. But you're in Memphis. Like, you're going to school in Memphis. I mean, that would be, you know, imagine if you were a golden golfer and you flew to Hawaii and PJ Fleck came and said, guys, oh, got some terrible news. You guys are going to be unable to play because the ball game has been canceled, but we're here. I'd be the happiest human being ever. Are the tickets booked? Are the hotels reserved? No, you're there. You're there. They yeah. were they but they I, were there. But let's let's wait to cancel it until we get on the plane and we touch ground, and then by all means, press the panic button, cancel it, throw it off. We want our mini couple day vacation. Absolutely. It's the yes. Yeah, the, uh, that's well, and 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 it's not a vacation like to yeah. And I and yeah, I, I'm using Los very Angeles. Deliberate. Yeah. You're in, you're on the island. <laughs> you're on the island. You're young. You're vibrant. You're on the island. I don't think you're that afraid of COVID because you're young and vibrant and hopefully you're vaccinated and maybe you're boosted. Anyway, fine work, sir. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Mackie and Judd, Phil back in tow, Declan as well. And uh, we, of course, will have traditional write that down. As we near the end, Declan has, I don't know how I blew it, but I blew my entire lead. So Declan leads, um, and more will certainly come off the board on Wednesdays. Mackie and Judd, write that down. Until then, have a great one. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.